Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining me on the Keen on Things podcast. The Keen on Things podcast. No idea what we're talking about today. This is episode 17, which was my first number, I think, at Northwood Middle School when I played football in Toledo, Ohio. Actually, I think my first number was 21, and then it was 17 the next two years at Northwood. Orange and black. I like those unis. I wanted to continue playing there. Um, that's what episode this number is. I wish I could just end it right there because not much to say. Um, this may be a 15-minute episode. Wouldn't that be nice? I'm not against that. We don't need to hit the 30-minute mark. I just don't want to ever go past 30 too much. You know, it's summertime, so everything needs to be lighter. Less carbs, less thinking, less clothing, Woo! less all things. I had coffee this week, which set me back about three days. It killed me for like three days. Also the drive. I drove six hours. Um, so I just feel way behind. Coffee disrupts my entire week if I have one cup. I mean, it disrupts like two or three days, which then disrupts your entire week because you're three days behind for the whole week. Puts me in a bad mood the next day. Makes me very unmotivated when I'm coming off of it. It's just unreal. I don't know if anybody else has this. I don't know if you know someone. I mean... It's just unreal. It, it, it literally is now harmful for me to do it. I put myself and others in danger. Like even in when I watch movies and it's like the war or the police and it's backroom stuff and it's like, yeah, you want some coffee? Like I get anxious because I'm like, oh my God, those guys aren't going to be able to sleep. They're going to be biting their fingernails the next day, regretting their lives. Um if I have something important to do the next day or even the day after, I'm screwed and I drink coffee. If I have somewhere to drive to, I'm in trouble. I'm in a terrible mood, which goes well with other people on the road these days. You know, the um, anger and uh, road rage and stuff like that. Does anyone else have this? Call me, email me, text me. Patrick Keen at Hotmail.com or at me. Um, it's just, it's weird. I don't, I don't know many people that have that reaction. Weirdly, my neighbor Nadine has it. Miley Cyrus, I read, has it. Uh, my comedian buddy Paul Morrissey has never had coffee. I found out this weekend. I saw him. We talked. Um, I have a joke about Morrissey. Not Paul, but the singer from, is it the special? The specials? What in the hell? The Smiths. Wait. If Morrissey ever put on a Dodgers hat, Mexican youth would explode because Morrissey's big in the Mexican hipster world. He was, at least he was 10 years ago. I don't know if that's still a thing. And then the Dodgers, of course. Um, there are kids who can drink coffee and not have a problem with it. I cannot. I'm 47. So weird. I saw an ad for Mudwater. It said it was one-seventh the caffeine. Mudwater, M-U-D-W-T-R. It's a coffee alternative consisting of... Org this should be an ad. It, it, great opportunity, Mudwater. If you want to get in on this, I'll, I'll consume your prod. Um, coffee alternative consisting of organic ingredients lauded by cultures old and young. Who, who, what young people are lauding, uh, for their health and performance benefits with one seventh, uh, the caffeine of coffee. Mud gives you natural energy focus and more without the jitters and crash. And that's all I'm, I love it. I hit a peak really quick and then it's jitters and crash for usually that night. And then the next day. And I'm biting fingernails off. I wonder if one seventh is still good enough to make me mentally insane. 
Going to give it a try. Just Google Mudwater, M-U-D-W-T-R. It's great. I'm going to probably look into that product, whether they want ad space or not. What a great opportunity, though, for them. Take advantage, Mudwater. I'll tell you, Mudwater sounds like a southern rock band, doesn't it? Mudwater, like from the 70s, like some uh, Kenny Stabler, Terry Bradshaw stuff. Crazy that they were from the same part of the country, is it? I love southern rock, man. That's where I go for Pandora music. Pandora, opportunity here. Um, like the Almond Brothers, Skinner, Zeppelin's got that southern blues thing going on. I just love that sound. Charlie Daniels, who we lost this week. That's a nice lead-in. Was he country or southern rock? I feel like a little bit of both. It doesn't matter. I, I, you know, I like it when it doesn't matter, and you, can, you can't categorize people. Like, I know Willie is... Willie and Bob Dylan are country and rock, but but they kind of cross over. Those are probably the two best songwriters that we've ever had in this country, I think. Lyricists. Um, I've you know I know a little something about lyricism. I you know I've written a, I wrote a few poems for my former girlfriend, and uh, so I kind of got into that. Um, but uh, I do I, I do like that Charlie Daniels wasn't someone you could categorize so much. That went down to Georgia. Is that a country or rock? I mean, you hear it on both. That's pretty crazy. That's talent. And he was in Urban Cowboy, which is amazing, which leads us to another, you know, we lost John Travolta's wife, which we'll get to, Kelly Preston. Unfortunately, that's just terrible. 57, breast cancer. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what, and that's what this podcast is, right? I don't think it's like there's a category for this mess or my comedy career or life in general. You just, you know, you're a human being and you go. Right. At some point, it's like I, I can't fit all these labels. People that know and can categorize themselves early on can go pretty far. You know, they want to get into medicine or law or, or know what kind of life they want to lead or, or what kind of um, community they want to live in. More power to you, I guess. I don't know. I just maybe I need to pick a paradigm and stick in one. Um, but yeah, this podcast is just there is no there is no uh, trying to find a theme just go things don't go wrong they just go charlie daniels i saw him in concert once at kota de casa i think it was the summer of 93 just before i went to japan he came to kota de casa which is a very elite community out in uh, south orange county out by uh, rancho santa margarita and dove canyon right near it, it backed up my high school backed up right to kota de casa like it bordered that like now I, i'm like this is ridiculous that we went to high school here um it was just too nice it was too good. It was it was uh, Camelot, but they had anyway. Cota de Casa is this high end guard gate community. I think it was a double guard gate. Like they had country artists come every summer, you know, because there's that element. I know people don't think country western necessarily when they come to Southern California, but there is a huge uh, following and lifestyle choice. You know, a lot of space out there, a lot of ranch hands and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of interest in country music. And they had country music artists come every year. I went three years in a row. They were great. I went and I saw Willie Nelson. I saw Alabama. And I saw Charlie Daniels in that order. 91, 92, 93. Uh, I was in college by the time I saw Charlie Daniels. Clinton, Bill, was in office because Charlie Daniels, I remember, was on stage and said, Don't we have a great president? I sure, I sure do like her. And I don't know if he was saying Bill was a woman or that things were really being run by Hillary. Either way, it was uh, high-end OC. So it got quite a response. You know, people were like, ah, yeah, Bill, that woman, or, or Hillary, I don't know. You know, simple, simple, easy laugh to, to open up the show. Uh, 
Not like it would today. Now it would be huge. Like it would get a huge response there. <sighs> but then it was just kind of more subtle. Everything was mellow. Weird, weird to have to explain that, right? That back then we weren't so divided and so on edge and, and, and chomping at the bit as much. We weren't all tied to any one news network. You watched, you watched the one you liked, basically. It was Tom Brokaw, Peter Jennings, or Dan Rather. That's uh, NBC, ABC, or CBS. And that was it. There wasn't Fox News yet or anything. Um, and there wasn't like an MSNBC. There wasn't uh, CNN. wasn't coming. Those were all coming in the 90s. Ted Turner. I was like Jane Polly from the Today Show. And she just was so, she was elegant and graceful and sophisticated. And I thought I had a great voice. Um, but that was the Today Show. I don't know that she did the nightly stuff. Uh, okay. Anyway, it was a great concert. Charlie Daniels. I mean, they, they put on some great shows out there. And uh, I think they all, they all had opening acts. And it was kind of an all-day thing. But uh, I just remember the headlining acts. But, I, man, I'd love to see a weekend of day drinking and outdoor concerts. I, I mean, I guess it could still happen. We tried a comedy show yesterday in uh, West L.A. in Santa Monica. I'll get to that. I, I do remember at the uh, Charlie Daniels concert, I remember my buddy Steve Feeney was with me that day, which means Travis was too and Mike Ferris. Feeney had cowboy boots, and he and Mike Ferris knew how to dance. They knew how to line dance. They knew how to uh, two-step, all that stuff, which is funny because they also knew how to hip-hop dance, and could we could go anywhere with those guys, and they would you know tear up the dance floor. Uh, but Steve knew all the Charlie Daniels songs, and was a great line dancer and two-step. And it was a great, uh, great time, great concert. Yeah, I ran with those guys for a while. Trouble. Um, so, yeah, we tried to have an outdoor comedy show at a place called The Surfer Rose on Wilshire. And I love this place. I love this bar. Um, I love the name of it. The Surfer Rose just kind of, I don't know why. Justin Wood did it. Comedian. Uh, Ex-military. He's a vet. Great effort, man. He back patioed it. He notes social distance, masks. You know, there's plenty of space. Nice little microphone and stage set up and uh, mic stand speakers. It lasted about two comics and a half. And the comics uh, MC and the two comics that did get to up did a great job of just dealing. They were funny, and they dealt with the situation, which is what it's about. And we got shut down about halfway through our second or third comic there. Uh, and it's weird because we after they shut us down, and then we're like, all right, no worries. And so we um, we took the performer off the stage, took the mic away, and the stage away. It was portable. And the speaker and then just had him stand kind of in the middle of the patio almost like he was given a, a best man toast or something um, without the mic and like he was given a speech you know and we still couldn't continue they came back shut us down probably fined us uh, some city official was hovering in a car nearby and shut it down twice I think I don't know that she was so sure what she was doing but whatever I guess if she wanted to if we were to pursue it and pushed it she, I don't know how it breaks down. She calls the cops because already we probably have a fine. That place probably has a fine. The two owner guys didn't seem to care. You know, it's a lot of trial and error, trying different things, just like this podcast. But uh, I guess if she wanted to, she could call the cops. They'd come and just start citing people for whatever, charging money. And it was a weird day, you know. Um, you know, they'd be like, hey, you're not wearing a mask. You're sitting too close to this person or you're drinking too much beer, goddammit. Um, but it was weird, man. Already a strange day. It was uh, strange to see Wilshire so empty on a Sunday. Then have a show start and stop like that. And nobody's around, so it's just like, we're not harming anyone. I was in shorts, so maybe it was for the best, because I've only ever done 
one show in shorts, which was a nighttime uh, drive up in comedy show about two months ago. I thought all the comics would have been in shorts, but it was just Justin and I. Um, and I'll tell you, of all the shows I wished had gotten canceled over the years, I really would have preferred any other one. Because like, I really wanted this to happen. There was a good gathering of people, good crowd, fun group, appreciative audience. Really wanted to get up there, which is rare. But there's so many shows over the years, it's like, oh, why can't this just get canceled? Because you don't get paid. But um, but I was bummed. You know, The booker, Justin, sent me a text late last night saying... Uh, it was good to see everyone, and it was. He's like, hey, sorry, which no booker should ever apologize. You're, you're putting on a show. You're giving comics stage time. You're giving people what they want to some extent, and don't apologize. But he's being sweet, and it was good to see everyone. But bummer. You know, would have stayed and hanged, hung, hunged, and drank. You know, they would have made some serious money. Um, God, yeah, so... I'm feeling good today, but uh, it was a depressing week last week. Just wondering how we're going to survive, like how it's going to be different. Certainty, so much certainty is gone. How I'm going to survive financially, personally, selfishly, because I just don't have um, a craft at this point. You know, I applied for unemployment, which I wasn't proud of. You know, I feel like since I'm a white hetero male in private schools, being raised on private schools, I shouldn't need it, but I did it, you know. Stand-up's gone, afraid to drive Uber, you know. I don't want to catch something doing that. If Uber eats. But I'll tell you, if this unemployment doesn't go through, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably um, go back to driving Uber. You know, after I get back, I'm going to go. Uh, we're going to do a couple weeks in Jackson Hole to see my sister. But I'll probably, come August, in this friggin' heat, have to drive uh, Uber and just do that and just risk it. Either that or head back to Japan and teach English. You know, I was I was looking to finally take on New York in 2020, but with no stand up or any employment and considering that it's still kind of ground zero there in the U.S., I think New York might not be the move right now. I don't know if I can go on in L.A. I do need a change, man. I do need something because I this is 20 years and I just don't I, I like have to get on with at least enjoying life. So I think at least find out in New York if you're uh, as good as you think you are. And if something doesn't take off there, then then you know that something's either the business isn't coming to you or you're not opening yourself up to it for some reason that I don't even know about, you know, some subconscious thing. But at least stand up is steady in New York, steadier. And I can just be a working class dude, can do stand up there and can still do the podcast that everyone loves and listens to from anywhere in the world. With my following, you know, I can just do that from anywhere. I don't know if someone has ever had less money behind them. It's really weird. You get to an age where you're like, I don't even have anything to show for any of this. But um, also, I don't like the concept of waiting for a check. Like, I'd really rather be working, maybe driving Uber or doing something, than waiting for this check to come. And I just, that's gross. I just feel like that's not the psyche, you know when you're waiting for it, your psyche just goes into like video game and weed and couching mode. I don't like that passive mode. Maybe some people dig it. I don't know. Maybe I need to smoke weed. I don't know. I have jokes about it, but I never got into it. Am I a fake? Um, but you know, filling out Uber is interesting. You know, 1099 is what I've learned about myself. I guess I kind of knew that if nothing else. I have that to go with. Will stand up comedy. We're halfway through the episode. Will stand up comedy return. Does it need to? With so many outlets to get your comedy out there, is it necessary? Uh, it's a weird, lost place to be, man. If retail is dying, then surely stand-up is. 
But uh, it's hard to think that something you put 20 years into is possibly disappearing. I mean, there are transferable skills, I guess, right? Writing, performing, sense of humor is a transferable skill, hopefully. Um, it's just a very big sidestep. Um, but we'll see. Whatever. We're alive, right? You're alive. Find a way. You've been given a gift by God, the gods, the earth, heaven, whatever. Um, it's a gift. So enjoy it as such. Just saying that actually helps. So just going through this is nice. Um, what else? Watch the Chris Fairbanks special. Very good special. He, uh, it's his comedy special, an hour long. And makes a good point at the end. You know, he lost his mom, and he found out about it just before taking stage one night. And uh, he went, and that's rough. Um, I think she must have been sick. I think she was, from what I remember. And he took the stage, and then his kind of closing bit was, um, that's the thing to do in life. When you feel pain, what do you do? You go make others laugh. And uh, my God, he does that and has for a long time. So that's a good special, too. So his, Eddie Pepitone's, and then... Uh, Ah, oh, there's another one I forgot about. But those are the two I watched recently that were great. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've got my second tooth filled in the last six weeks. In two weeks this summer, I cracked two different molars, which was such so beyond bummer. I can't even... I mean, what are the f chances? One was popcorn. One was like ice or a cherry pit or something. Ice, I don't know. Marge's favorite food, ice. Like, I got a couple batteries from the factory, and they both checked out at the same time or something. Like, they both died. So bizarre. I'd never chip a tooth. Ever. And then it was twice um, opposite sides of the mouth, opposite north-south. But I didn't even care how expensive they were. I was just like, put them in, put it on the tab. Between rent and credit card and suspended work and unemployment, it's, it's just, you know, back to being in a hole. What happens in six months when the unemployment runs out? That's another concern. This pandemic is not going anywhere. You know, will the election determine anything? I don't know. But the money will be exhausted. You know, nobody's given up money. But I guess it's, I guess, I guess it'll be back to rolling the dice with Uber once, uh, once uh, the unemployment runs out, if it comes. I, I, I'm not optimistic about it happening. So I'm preparing for uh, coming back from Jackson Hall. We're going to leave in about uh, two weeks and then come back and just do that. Drive Uber. And burn my car out and my skin and who knows, who knows what else. Um, I haven't been able to write a joke all week. That changed in the last couple of days. That changed. I was able to put a couple jokies together. Um, it's good for a lot of people if I can't come up with jokes, right? Uh, I finished reading Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, which uh, I don't know what my next one will be, but uh, that was good. I don't, you know, it's like when you read a book like that, kind of self-helpy, there's like 100 points of things to do, things to remember. You almost need to just read one a day because if you read five or seven or 20, it's like it kind of gets lost and jumbled in there. But, you know, either either read one a day or go back and keep reading them because uh, very important little messages in there. Um, so I don't know what's next. Maybe get maybe Bonfire the Vanities or I got Liar's Poker sitting over there. Uh, I'm still trying to get through uh, – scumbag Dershowitz's book the case for Israel god that guy said just scumbag but I do at least want to read it because I want you know you want to be objective and look at both sides of all these situations going on around the world um uh what else yeah the war I mean just crazy so um I don't know if if we can be a country at this point I really don't I mean we have half the population profiting immensely off the other half 
or like the 10% off the 90%, you know, somebody's got to lose. Like the 10% has enough money to influence the, the proper amount of 90%ers. You don't need to influence the entire 90%. You just scare a few people here and there or the leaders. And you just, you can be the top 1% or the 10% of money and then just appeal to maybe 5 or 10% of the remaining percent. And you scare the right people. You scare the right noisemakers. You just need to quiet. You just need to quiet ten to fifteen percent of that ninety percent because they'll lead the other remaining part of that ninety percent. Does any of that make sense? Um, cut to me next week hosting a nationally televised karaoke show, denying ever having this podcast. Right? I'll sell out. I'll, I'll push. I'll push. I always thought like those movies where you know civil rights people get murdered or whatever. I don't know that I want to go that far. I think the first cease and desist I get, the first guy that shows up to my house and is like, hey, you know, we know where your family lives. I'll be like, cool, push it as far as I could. Thanks, man. Thanks for letting me know first. I'm out. You know, and then write a book about that years later. And then, you know, um, protest in other ways. I am insane right now. Okay. Um, what else? Okay. Uh, personal. Th- oh, yeah, yeah. Carl Reiner, we lost Carl Reiner last week, and I spoke about that a little bit. You know, he spoke at Steve Allen's funeral, and I was at Steve Allen's funeral because I was working at it when I was working at Warren Counter and Associates, and that was like that was on a Sunday, and I think my stand-up comedy career started the Monday after Steve Allen's funeral. I think it's like November eleventh, two thousand. Um, but I met Jerry Stiller, I met Don Knotts. Those guys were all, and Carl Reiner was speaking. Um, and those guys all passed. Well, it's Jerry Stiller recently and Carl Reiner recently and Don Notes a few years ago, but uh, just legends at this thing. And uh, it's kind of a crazy intro to stand-up that I never really thought about. Um, okay, yeah, we got about eight minutes left here. Thanks for sticking with me. Um, so what, that was weird. So yeah, there's a personal thread there to Charlie Daniels, to, to um, Carl Reiner, and then... Uh, Here's one to Ennio Morricone, who we lost, the great musical composer. We lost this week as well. He did The Mission. The Mission uh, was a movie um, we watched in high school at my Santa Margarita High School in South Orange County. We watched, I think we watched it every year. It was probably religion class or student council. It was like a 1700 South America, all about the Jesuit experience and, you know, missionaries and stuff like that. Just an amazing cast. And it's a great movie. Jeremy Irons, Robert De Niro, Aidan Quinn, Liam Neeson. Fantastic movie. You know who's in it? Chuck Lowe, Morris, and Goodfellas. Remember Morris? He's bothering De Niro for the money. He's He plays his nemesis again, kind of, uh, in this movie, The Mission. Complete opposite character in The Mission. He plays this land mogul pig from Portugal who is part of the Brazilian you know, imperialism, the whole European imperialism thing. Terrible character, great acting. And great to see how skilled that guy was. Totally different from Morris. Chuck Lowe is his name. And he's bald with like a goatee. And they wore wigs then. And uh, just this, you know, captain of industry there. Just like slaves and everything. And guns and just a pig. But uh, great role. Just a great role he played. And it's interesting to see him do that. So anyway, that's high school. It's a mission. It's religion class. And our high school was brand new at the time. It was an amazing, every building, every classroom, every marker board, eraser. I think that was the first time I'd seen marker boards as opposed to chalkboards. Uh, so we go into like our junior year and we have religion philosophy teacher, this guy, Ed Martin, great guy, unreal, had perspective, wasn't militant with his Catholicism, you know, interesting because we had a priest named Father Martin, you know, 
who taught uh, the same subject, so that was fun. Don't know if there was competition or anything there. Probably not. Anyway, Ed Martin tells us the first day that we'll be watching the mission at some point that semester, and we all groan. Like, we're like, what? We watch it every year we've been here, you know? And uh, he immediately fires back, well, you haven't seen it with Big Ed, you know? And we all laughed. It was really funny. Um, and we're like, right away, we knew we we're going to love this guy. We're going to love this guy, man. Big Ed. Uh, but anyway, beautiful movie. If you ever get a chance, The Mission. Uh, Zamfir's got some flute music in it. So R.I.P. to Maracone. Beautiful movie, amazing music. And um, yeah, just a, a bummer. But uh, a great life. And then we lost Kelly Preston, uh, who was John Travolta's wife. She died of breast cancer at 57. Just terrible. Just a beautiful girl and an actress. I remember her from uh, Mischief when I was a kid. That's like right in my wheelhouse. I think I was 12 years old when that movie came out. And I remember watching it with Al Perita, and it was just like, uh, wow. You know, this is uh, it's quite a movie. You know, it's, uh, it's well done, too. It's like, it takes place in the 1950s, and it's just it's very puberty adolescent driven and she's just a beautiful girl in it kelly preston so fantastic actress and uh sad young 57 is young especially now okay um now it's time guys for yeah that's right patrick Keene's tweets of the week so yeah you are lucky enough to be here these are the tweets of the week um on monday i tweeted if you're thinking about stand-up comedy just know that your crowd work is already better than mine isn't that funny? If you're thinking about it, you're or even just thinking about comedy, you're already better at crowd work than I am. Um, on Tuesday, I tweeted, I played Little League Baseball as a kid. I don't mean to throw myself under the bus, but let's just say I must have stolen a lot of Joe Boo's rum. A lot of Joe Boo's rum. A reference to Joe Boo. Um, uh, Dennis from Major League, the movie, Joe Boo. And remember, players steal his rum and they play really bad or they have bad luck befall them. Dennis Haysbert. And, uh, yeah, so I must have done stolen a lot of rum the way I played because I was, I was not good. I wasn't bad, but that's just a joke. Uh, on Wednesday, I tweeted, Redskins changing their name to the Red Shills instead of Skins. Red, sh- Red Shills. Corporate Shill joke. Democrats and Republicans, you guys can both understand what it is to be a corporate shill because neither of you care about Americans. It's all about those, um, you know, um, dollars. Um because you're pigs and you're disgusting am i using pigs a lot this episode yeah yeah you are you really are okay um and i just started that stone i just watched that documentary on uh the stone guy who just got off on friday there's a documentary on netflix it's great uh, on thursday i tweeted had a nice coffee from dunkin donuts so much sugar do they put a donut in that coffee because it's so sugary it's like do they put the actual donut in their coffee because i think they make more coffee more money on their coffee than they do on their donuts sure uh more coffee is consumed you know i might have used that joke already i might have said that last week okay uh on friday i tweeted i was wanting to friday I tweeted relationships are tough all those comics who who came before were right men and women are different i guess i wasn't listening <laughs> Uh, you know, all those old relationships and stuff like that. Okay. Um, wow, I guess I lied about time because we are, uh, we're right there at 27. Um, oh, I, you know, I, I also want to do a joke about how I'm always a, re- this is like an extra. I'm always a relationship behind. My last girlfriend wanted family, kids, and church. And I know I'm going to take that into the next relationship. And the girl's going to be like, yeah, I want to get hit and choked. 
And I'll be like, Jesus, can we get some balance here, people? Can we get some balance? As if, you know, as if a family and kids in church isn't balance. Anyway. All right, guys, that's it, for the, uh, that's it for the tweets of the week. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was a good segment. Okay, wrapping it up here. Um, but that is funny. You're always a relationship behind, and you're zigzagging between people um, until you finally land in the right situation, uh, which I think I had looking back, but uh, something that I'm pondering now. I'm trying to take my time. Um, so, yeah, I guess we did fulfill our time. I lied. We fulfilled our weekly mission. Mission, there it is, callback. I might be in KC with uh, Steve Byrne next week at the KC Improv. Um, that would be, what's that, the 25th, 26th, 24th, 25th, 23rd, 24th, and 25th of July. Um, look at that if you could. 23rd, 24th, 25th, maybe. Uh, I'll know next week. Keen on Things Podcast, please subscribe. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I think you just you get through this. Don't watch too much news. Don't get on social media too much. I mean, you want to stay aware, but um, you don't want your feelings and your mood dictated either. I mean, there's still a nature out there that you can be a part of. Um, and uh, yeah, rest in peace to Charlie Daniels, Kelly Preston, Ennio Morricone, and Naya Rivera from Glee. God, that sucks. Um, all right, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you next times.